Welcome to the Daily Business Hustle podcast. My name is Alexander Vitkin. I'm the creator and founder of the Daily Business Hustle. On this podcast, I share with you my top unbiased business advice, sales advice, and I talk to the world's top experts in their fields related to business. Hey, it's Alex, and I'm here with Timmy once again, and... I have a question for you. Have you ever had it happen that you approach companies, that you talk to decision makers, that you talk to business people in general, entrepreneurs in general, and it seems like you're always the one reacting to what they're doing. You're always the one who's lost control and they're always the ones in the driver's seat. They tell you where the conversation is going to go. They tell you how your interaction, how your relationship is going to be formed. So it feels like you're always just having a job basically even though you're supposedly a freelancer or a business owner so if if that has ever happened to you in recent times then uh, you're going to present several ways how to deal with it and we're going to tell uh, stories of how we've dealt with it and uh, how to gain control back of your business how to get control back uh, over interactions with people and how to become a boss instead of a little bitch boy who's just oh hi Nice to meet you, big entrepreneur guy. You don't want to be that guy. You want to be someone who's in control and someone who has a frame, someone who gets respect. So I guess you could summarize this talk as how to be respected in business. Is that a good summary, Timmy? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Right. So I, I, I guess you had something. Uh, you, you were telling me a story before about this. Uh, can you Can you go into that again? Yeah, so in order to get respected in business or really anything, uh, but we're, what, I want to focus like on business because obviously that's what this is for and that's what people are looking for here. But um, I've noticed with coaching our guys in the mastermind that sometimes newer guys, they, they're a little confused when they're learning sales for the first time and when they're learning how to really like assert what they want on a sales call to other business owners, uh, forming partnerships, uh, hiring people, and they're mixing in like what they've been taught in their childhood and just by society that you need to be like a nice boy and you need to like everyone is equal. And so it's kind of conflicting. There's cognitive dissonance when I'm teaching them like, no, you interrupt them. When they're not following your process on a sales call, or they're not like they're not doing the they're not following the path that you want them to on this the, which follows the goal of the conversation you interrupt them and you say hold on a second let we're going to get to that later and um and that involves like a a process in your brain that like you need to develop because when you're doing a business the prime objective is well for me it's, the, my prime objective is to money to the shareholder which is me and so like for my business <laughs> so like it's very specific though like and my business has a specific goal uh and it has a specific mission like out there in the universe like my business like it's a specific thing it's not like you you can't be doing business and at the same time be keeping like um equal like attention to like Everyone in the world is equal, so I should be nice to everyone. Like, it just doesn't work. And you don't serve either purpose, I don't think, if you have, like, uh, like two masters. Actually, I have I have a slightly different opinion, and that is, uh, 
you can be nice to everyone, but sometimes being nice to everyone means you have to reject them and interrupt them. Because if you don't, you're wasting everyone's time. For me, the worst thing you can do is waste my time. So if someone's, you know, seems a little bit rude, but they're just trying to save my time, they're like, well, look, I'm not interested in this. There's no way I'm ever going to buy this, no matter what you say, and right. I'll never do business with you. Like, I'm not going to be offended. I'm like, oh, okay, well, thank you for telling me. Thanks for not wasting 55 minutes of my life and just telling yeah. me, right? And that's the way I like to get treated. So I'm more than happy to tre treat people like that in return. Uh, and not, not that I like crush their whole existence by rejecting them, but uh, you'll notice that people in business, they, they're like, oh, well, you're not gonna buy? Okay, cool, no problem, you know? Or, or sometimes they're like, well, at least write us a nice letter to say, th like I have got this recently, it was ridiculous. At least write us a nice letter to say thank you for all the research that we've done and shown you like the apartment and whatever. I'm like, oh, I, I write the most sarcastic thing you can possibly ever imagine. I, of course, you can't tell because it's text, but it says, thank you for this amazing opportunity and being such a wonderful person and doing all this work. <laughs> and You're the best realtor I have ever met in my life. You're amazing. You're like the best person. In fact, I'll call my children. I'll name my children after your name. That's how awesome you are. That's pr pretty much what I write when people ask me. <laughs> and and they're like, thank you. That's, you're good. Thank you. You're also a good person. That's the way they reply. I'm like, okay, cool. See? So <laughs> am I being nice? Well, I'm being sarcastic, to be honest, you know? But, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of saving their little ego feelings, whatever that is. I don't even know what that is, to be honest. And at the same time, um, you know, it's I can come back to them later on and still do business with them if I want right. to. So I'm not like burning the bridges. Yeah. No. So I, I never. I, I don't think that you should burn the bridges. It's kind of just like um, you just kind of have to choose. Like, like for example, like the word "rude" to new entrepreneurs, new people in sales, is is a very interesting word and. I get told that I'm rude, not by customers or clients, but more like uh, my colleagues. Um, and like some of the mem members of the mastermind will tell me that. And I'll say, what do you mean? Like, how am I rude right now? And they won't even really be able to explain it because there's like a different, I think there's a different context in being rude, like in a business context versus just being rude, like on the street with someone. But, but then again, even, even not like, it, it all depends on like really how you deliver a, like the communication with someone and you're like, look, no, like I'm not interested, leave me the hell alone. Um, versus like interrupting somebody to like guide them, like you said, to not waste their time and get them to their solution faster. So rude is very interesting because there's, I think there's different um, colors to it, but in business, like, um, yeah, you can be rude and you can be like, you can say to that realtor, like, Hey, fuck you. Like I'm not writing you some letter. Like that's rude. Um, but if you're just like, uh, if you just don't respond, like, like they can see that as rude, but you're just like, uh, it's a waste of everyone's time. But um, so if you want to be respected in business, you need to, it's really important that you, every, you've heard this 400 million times, value your time. But like you need to actually value your time and you need to actually know that every minute of your day like should be serving a purpose. And if you sense that the other person that you're talking to like really isn't involved or they're, they're not really listening. Like on a sales call, if you have a guy that's like, 
on a call with you, and he's and he's typing the whole fucking time. Yeah. Like I've heard some of the members in the mastermind, like their sales calls, um, they're telling me like, oh, a guy was, yeah, the guy was like typing the whole time. Like, you you need to like address that, and like, they think they'd be rude to address it. Oh no, actually, that guy's being, but that guy's actually the one being rude, like uh, splitting his attention. And I would say, excuse me, uh, are you like typing something right now? Like, do you need to type that? Uh, I'll just wait. That's what I would say. I'd say, yeah, I'll just wait. You can just type that out. Like, uh, I'll wait like one minute so you can finish. So you can actually put your attention to this call, which is uh, which is supposedly very important in the message that you sent me as to why we're on the phone. Um, and <laughs> I like those now, like other situations. And it's very interesting. New people would think that I was rude by saying that. What do you think about that? I mean, if you do not establish boundaries on your calls and interactions in general everywhere like business non-business everything if you don't establish boundaries yeah. and someone just pushes a little bit they're like oh he, he you i could just do that oh well fuck you and just like start being super annoying to you and being a pain in the ass customer right if you let everyone do that um you're never gonna have real success in business and if you do you're gonna hate it you're gonna hate business you're gonna be like oh everyone's an asshole and it's just terrible all Projects are late and et cetera, et cetera. Well, in reality, you've just been taught as a child that if you're a good little Timmy, then you're going to get a candy. Here's a candy for being nice. <laughs> and if you hold the door Yay. open for girls, the girls are going to like you. Yay. And then you like you're turn 18 and you go into the big wide world out there and you're like, hey, let me hold the door for you. And the girl's like. <laughs> fuck you, you fucking okay. creep. Like, I'm calling the police. You're like, Pussy. what? And then you get on a call with a, a sales call, and, and the guy is like eating chips, you know, like eating cherry tomatoes. <laughs> He's like, and you're, you're like, um, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm selling uh, f f Facebook ads. He's like, yeah, yeah, Facebook ads is like drinking whiskey right in front of you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, let's not do that to me. So, and you realize that what you've been taught is complete bullshit. And maybe it applies to a dinner, you know, if you're having dinner with your girlfriend's parents or something like that, maybe there you should be a little bit, you know, uh, overly polite. But everywhere else, no fucking way, man. In fact, one of my mentors, early mentors, he uh, has a very interesting story. It's not about being rude, it's about, it's about love, Timmy. It's your favorite topic, isn't it? So, Yay. no, your favorite topic is motivation, but uh, this is your second most favorite topic. So basically, here's a story. There's two kinds of love, female and male. So imagine there is a, a a male deer and a female deer. I don't even know what whatever whatever the names are, right? Uh, so a, like a little baby deer, it broke its little leg. So what happens if a baby deer breaks its leg? Is it going to recover or is it going to get eaten by wolves? The latter. Yeah, it's 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 going to be eaten by wolves because you know you can't just lie around for two weeks in the grass and expect to live. It's just not going to happen. And if you do, and the rest of the herd of deer, uh, they stay with you. They're also going to get eaten by wolves. Right. right. So then the mother deer, she's sitting by the baby deer, and she's like, "Nut, come on, you little piece of shit." I'm not going to leave you, but come on. Like, I don't want to get eaten. And she just stands there for days. 
Well, the male deer, he looks at the thing, he's like, well, that's fucked. And he smashes its skull in and instantly killing it. Right in front of all the female deer. And the female deer are like, what the fuck, you asshole? And then they all leave and no one gets eaten. I mean, yeah, the baby's going to get eaten eventually, but no one gets eaten. So who is more compassionate here? Who is more loving? The mother deer who's like sitting there waiting to get eaten or the male who saved the whole herd, like 20 deer, right? It's it's his perspective. Exactly. So this applies to almost everything. You know, you can replace the word love with like whatever. And uh, it's like sometimes, yeah, sure, influence. So sometimes... You have to do the right thing. That's best for everyone. And that's the way it is. So, and also helps you establish a strong frame and boundaries and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I like that story. Yeah, I'm always, um, uh, I'm always telling people on, uh, when, I'm doing, when I'm doing the sales training calls with the members in our mastermind, that um, you need to be an empathetic shark on sales calls because um, you can't be one or the other really. Like you can't be just empathetic and like listening and yes, oh, you want to think about this later? Sure, like no. Um, but you also can't just be like, like buy you fuck. Like you can't just be like. Oh, you're not going to buy like, then. I'm going to leave only... the call. I actually heard someone yeah. say that. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> So you need to be able to like merge those two things, and um, I won't use names, but like prominent people who teach sales on stages say like those are the two. Like you need to have like if when you're looking for salespeople, like they need to have those two qualities. Like they need to have empathy, but they also need to be like aggressive and be a shark, and um, and that's really worked for me. And it's just what you're saying, like the male love and female love. So you, you need to be able to like like merge that. think that's a cool story cool so uh what else should we talk about perhaps mm, frame control i don't think we've talked about that before so let's just talk about that a little bit so what is frame control so it's it's actually kind of describes it's a way to describe what we've been talking about on this call it's when you're in an interaction a sales call or whatever there's always going to be someone who's controlling uh, the frame, like where the conversation is going and how it's going to get there, and someone being the reactive person, right? So if you know how to frame control, then you're able to direct the conversation better. So what are some techniques? Because uh, you're really good at this, I think, Timmy. What are some techniques that you've been uh, using uh, to frame control? Yeah, Um so even before like trying to use a technique, I think it's really important that you um, that you're sure about like what you're doing. Um, and even if you're not, you need to like conjure up that inside of yourself. So like it's because the frame is just like it's this bounce, like um, just like water, so, it'll so, always so, flow so, down a hill. So imagine someone is yeah, that's a good explanation, by the way. Imagine someone is new and they don't have any experience and they're like, but I don't know what I'm doing, so. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, so 80-20 applies, Pareto's Law, like, learn the 20% that's uh, going to get you 80% of confidence um, in, any, in an interaction for when you're talking about your service or product or um, in just the business world. Like, if you're going to be in a community, business community, like, learn the 20% 
of the most important concepts in order to be able to talk to people and handle yourself and uh, business. And you'll cut off years of bullshit that most that like the business school textbook says. And so, because at the end of the day, frame is uh, frame is confidence about what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't even. So it's it's way more important than actually what you're talking about. Like if you're able to have this, because we've all okay. What do they do if you're a beginner? Look at the most. I ask my uh, the members in the mastermind all the time. Who's like? <laughs> uh, let me frame this properly. Um, like who is the three guys that they? I ask them directly. Who are the three guys you know in your own life? that like are always having a girlfriend that get the most girls like for the guys out there who is that and they think about it and then they tell me and i'm like what qualities do they have like are they like la 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 or do they like are they like they know what they want they get it and they're just like magnetic and just people love them and girls love them they're like yeah like they're just like super confident and like whatever they say goes they're never shaken off their core they're never moved by anybody else like they're like just like a rock and I'm like, okay, well, you need to embody that when you're on a sales call. Like, you need to just so deeply know that you're confident. Like, you, you need to just embody the feeling of confidence and just grow that. And it's all about the self. I think it's really like an inner thing, self-esteem. Um, but you can you can add to it by knowing your product and service and industry and really know. And this is something that grows. So new people like don't be like, well, I have to know this right at the beginning because it grows. Because when you know your service more and your product and the industry and you're doing your market research and you're, and you're doing sales calls mm-hmm. and you know what the people are telling you, mm-hmm. uh, the business owners, and you're learning a lot about it, uh, that's when you just really grow your confidence and you're able to really be sure about what you're saying more. Yeah, I guess what we teach in daily business also in terms of confidence, and I, I know you probably don't want me to say this to me because like too much information and but uh, let's just give away a little bit, you know, from your mastermind. So basically, that's okay. It's all right. This one's okay. Okay, thank you to me. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> if if someone wants to become confident and in sales, and they just started to sell something, they have no portfolio and stuff like that. What we say is, borrow someone else's confidence. Join a mastermind where you're surrounded by professionals. They know what they're talking about. They know how to deliver it. So borrow it from them. You have their knowledge. You have access to them. That means they're part of your quote-unquote company. Hire a freelancer who has that experience. Or just uh, figure out some projects. Just do some like free projects or something like that. I guess that's, that's how I did it. But it just takes months of work. Whereas if you borrow someone's expertise and borrow a freelancer's portfolio, you can just get started properly almost from day one. Well, not almost, like from day one. You have the guy, he has a portfolio, uses his portfolio, and you're doing the sales. He's delivering the project, right? So that's borrowing someone's confidence, borrowing, yeah. borrowing someone's know-how and so on. Yeah, and, and courses and execution of that information is going to drive your confidence up exponentially because... Um, like we teach, we have seven step process for sales, right? And the different seven steps are like they're building rapport. You know how to already build rapport if you're a normal human being. Um, and then the other steps, it's like they can just be built and they're, they, they grow. Uh, like the portfolio is one of the steps. Like, so if you're working with someone that's delivering the projects, then right, you can just borrow that, um, borrow their processes. And then sooner or later, you have everything you need. And then it's just 
a power dynamic and the frame is like i said with water like this this stick like water is always going to flow down a hill any conversation where someone is trying to influence the other it's like there will always be one person that's like at the bottom of the hill and one person at the top and the way you do frame or frame control and way you manage your frame is that you know what you want and why like when i'm on a call i know that it's a sales call for my business so i know what my i know what the process is i know the kind of service i want to sell um and i know generally how much that costs mm -hmm. so i'm going to do my best to find out why like why I'm going to sell to them, why do they want it, why do they want to work with me, and all of the steps that I know to do. And I'm not going to let them talk about something else because it doesn't serve them. In a context of a business call, like there's a certain objective. And like you said, laying down the boundaries is so important. At the beginning of the call, it's like, okay, we're going to talk for um, at most 45 minutes right now. Do you have that time blocked out? Yes. Are, do you have your, are you able to give me your full attention here? Yes. Okay. And then I'm going to lead them down the process that I know helps them the most um, in a business context. And mm -hmm. it's very specific. Um, and so for guys that are just starting or have been doing it for a little bit, just keep doing it because then you're, you know, just keep going, keep hustling because that process gets better. Your frame will get automatically better. And that's why we teach this. That's why we teach, like, learn a little bit and then implement because that's the direct information that you will utilize over and over and over and grow these skills to be a successful entrepreneur. Yeah, I think that every single thing we discussed on the call today, uh, it applies to any type of entrepreneur in any type of industry because you're going to have to deal with very successful people with very strong uh, personalities, frames, wealth, you know, confidence. And if you are able to just build something like that for yourself, you're going to get success. And I have ne never met a business owner who's like complete pussy push hour. I, I don't know where these people are and I've never met such a person. And they usually have a strong frame, strong confidence, uh, empathy at the same time, although not always, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, yeah. most of them do, like 90% are very empathetic, actually, and very nice, very friendly people. Uh, then, of course, there's a the 10%, but that that's very rare, you know. Like, if, if you want to find out the 10%, uh, try event organizers for modeling shows because they get harassed all day long. So. All right, this was our show for today. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you like it. I'll see you next time. If you'd like to find out more about me, visit vitkin.net. That's V-I-T-K-I-N.net. Thank you for listening to the show and see you next time.